0: Hey, lordy, lordy, look at the time. Empowered. We'll just crack this off. Yeah. First of all, thank you very much for coming in. No. I know you haven't travelled particularly far, but. I uh, <laughs> feel like
1: you've been hassled for maybe three months to come.
0: Yeah, you, this, is, this has been a hassle. Did I say hassle? Did you? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get you in and uh, speak to you about where it all began, really. Um, obviously, we'll talk about our personal relationship going back and how that's kind of helped guide and mould a few bits and bobs. But first of all, if you just introduce who you are and what it is that you do, then we'll dig into it a little bit.
1: My name's James Garrity. I run JG Fitness. I've been a personal trainer uh, for 15 years now. How long did you say 15? 15, yeah. 15, one, one five. Yeah, yeah. So you don't look old enough. So <laughs> <a> I <laughs> love 15, that. Cheers, this yeah. is going to be a good interview.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. How did you get started in the fitness industry? Take us back
1: to the start. It started um, when I left school. Um, started playing football. Um, started training myself at that time. Um, obviously doing strength training for football. Went into football. Um, as you know, football it's it's a fine line between making it and not went professional. Didn't make it, and then just fell out of fitness altogether. Uh, I've been everything. Uh, delivering pizzas, Chinese food. Um, I've been, worked at Cruise, yep. been a fashion buyer. You name it, I've done it. Um, and and then basically just thought, right, I need to get back to fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, just done a crazy thing. I was on a good wage as a manager. Um, it flannels its called now um, at the time and just decided... I watched Shawshank Redemption. Right, okay. <laughs> um, and then basically, he was talking about how long it took to dig a tunnel Yeah. and he was like you can do anything with time and something clicked in my head um, and basically the next day I signed up to a full time degree to become a teacher Right, okay Then I became, uh, well I'd done a full degree, done a PGCE mm-hmm. uh, which took a year and then I hated teaching <laughs> after four years um, so then went a different direction, I became a Obesity specialist in the council, right? Um, and then for the NHS, and then I was just stuck behind a desk like this all day long, helping maybe twenty families a year. Right. Uh, it wasn't enough. Yeah. So I decided to to basically do my own thing, um, right? Uh, and and start my own business.
0: So the obesity work that you used to do for the NHS, obviously,
1: that was you know how long ago did you do that? Um finished my degree in 2007. I went to work in obesity from about 2008, right, 2009. Okay. okay. Um, what was it
0: like back then, working in the fitness industry? Because obviously we've seen the way that the fitness industry is now, um, and I still don't think obesity is being, like, tackled in the in the right way across the board. But obviously, that's, was that quite a new role then, the obesity um, worker uh,
1: in the NHS back then? It was, yeah. Um, I think... The NHS and um, a lot of councils were throwing a lot of money on it but the problem was they didn't know what shape to do the service like to, to design the service to to tackle it because right. it's so vast everyone knows there's actually a di- NHS diagram of obesity and the causes and and it's absolutely crazy all the different areas so it is a it's a bit of a minefield mm-hmm. but one thing back then is Obviously, you've got childhood obesity, adult obesity. is very different how you approach that. Yeah. Um, childhood obesity is very, very difficult. You need a um, trained nurse on board with the team to, to get through. With adult obesity, um, what's fantastic now and, and wasn't back then is um, things like people know exactly what a calorie deficit is. Mm-hmm. And people realize that calories in versus calories out. That, that is what obviously yeah. reduces fat percent, um, which is like good for treatment but then there's still the causation, um, yeah, and that hasn't been really explained. I mean,
0: it's difficult for people, isn't it? I mean, we've both worked in the industry, we know how confused people come yeah. in. Um, when you first get them through the door, the different information that they've been Crazy. bombarded with. You know, I remember when, when I first started, um, and for a little bit of a background, so I first started PTing under your, um, under your wing as your apprentice. Um, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more in depth, but was that an enjoyable time or the best? Yeah, the best, really. <laughs> I mean, how how good was it? <laughs> what do you think back <laughs> to some of those um, some of those situations going and like kitting out gyms yeah. and that. we learned so much about. I mean, I learned so much from you, and I'm sure you were learning stuff. A lot of mistakes
1: st- as well, wasn't it? Yeah. But
0: we we learned from them yeah, as well. And course. there was some good. Um, there was some really good lessons that we learned in that you know you can actually just have a conversation with someone yeah. and come up with an, an agreement you know you don't have to have a, a fancy business education or you don't have to have loads of backing yeah. you showed me that if you can talk to people if you can get your point across if you can sell you can start a good thing going yeah. and you can just get people interested in what you're doing create a community and help serve that community and i think that we learned a lot on the job as we were going but yeah. i mean it was good i remember do you remember the, uh, the gym that was closing down?
1: <laughs> uh, that was, we'll not name names. We won't name names, but there was a gym that was closing down. And um, and I, I rang the guy, didn't I? So i rang. but I'll tell a story. Yeah, about. tell a story. Yeah. I'll take over the whole thing, yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, so basically, I, I, I hired a van mm-hmm. and I, I text the guy. I went, look, can I come down, have a look at a couple of bits? Now, other people that were going down were just going down in a car and just testing the place out. But me being a little bit of an opportunist at the time, I was a little bit younger. Um, I thought, right, take a van <laughs> and just have the, like, have the balls to like sort of go in and just like make daft offers and try and take the equipment. Yeah. So then I said, oh, are you available, Alex? So I went down and and bless him, the guy was like, he needed to move out the, within a week. Yeah. So at that time, it was absolutely crazy we We're going in and. Just offering like I felt like Del Boy and Rodney. Yeah. I don't know about you. Yeah. But we felt like it was like because we had the van, we had like an advantage over these yeah, people yeah, that are yeah. coming and
0: viewing who hey, were going to come back tomorrow come or the next tomorrow. day or maybe. You yeah, yeah. yeah. didn't
1: want to know about that, so we we went in. We're like, we'll take that. We'll take that. We've got this. We've got that. Yeah. Um. And he was like, you can't have anything upstairs, which was. uh so we went up, and what, it was, what was it like? It was crazy. Oh, yeah. Opening cupboards. Skinful calibers yes. <laughs> and
0: whatnot. Just, just anything. I think that taught me that, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. Totally. Like, I think that people would go into things so cautious, yeah, and they'd go in, they'd think, oh, you know, I don't want to um, insult anyone. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll beat around the bush. And actually, if you just go in and yeah. go, look, man, I'll actually give you a grant for all yeah, this. Yeah, exactly, yeah, you know, exactly. They, they might say piss off, Yeah. but then you never know. They might say, go on then. Yeah. And I actually took that lesson so that when years down the line I went to get out a gym Yeah um, I drove down in a two ton van Sure to Same doll, thing You've never told me that Same thing So I went down to this this bodybuilding gym that was closing down Yeah It was the stuff for Amplify So right. it was okay. all the stuff for Amplify We go down This gym in Darling or something's closing yeah, yeah, down He's got to go and he hasn't paid the rent Right So he's got to be out Because yeah. he doesn't yeah. want to pay the rent because he had some discrepancy with the yeah. landlord and he just wanted out of the gaff Yeah, yeah So you feel
1: guilty, don't you? But then all oh, this guy. I didn't because he wanted needs, cash and he wanted it done. But this guy as well, he he wanted done. So yeah. you feel guilty, but then you think, well, what's the other option? Wait till tomorrow. That, Anything that, might that doesn't go yeah, just exactly,
0: yeah. is a is a burden for them. So I go down with this two ton van. I couldn't even drive it because I wasn't old enough. So I had to get my brother to drive it down to Darling, and and we were just going. How much for that? How much for that? We were putting it's quite dumbbells exciting, up to 80 kilos. Yeah, we yeah. had these 80 kilos. I mean, we were going to open a body transformation gym yeah, yeah. for middle-aged women, Yeah. and we've got 80-kilo dumbbells, but because they were going for cheap, getting them in the van, plates, 20-kilo yeah. plates, anything you can think of.
1: Yeah. It and, was quite um, raw, wasn't it? I think. Mate,
0: the van probably had... Five tons worth of stuff in, so it was a two-ton van. It took about a minute to stop. So if you put the brakes on, a minute later the van would stop. So we're driving back from Dolan (laughs) mate in this van. We honestly, yeah, that was uh, good. uh,
1: The second pinnacle gym that opened, yes, Brunswick. Yeah, the strongman equipment. Yeah, Yeah. remember when I picked that up? Yeah, can you remember the big atlas that fell off the back of the van? Yeah, mad. So we're driving, um, just for everyone at home, <laughs> we're like driving this, I don't know how what you know about tonnage, but about yeah. two and a half ton, and yeah. we've got all the equipment on, and the last things were these atlas I am a stones. tonnage expert, thank yeah. you for <laughs> coming from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the big atlas stone was on the back, just we didn't secure it, like we didn't really know things back then, no. like that do I, I still would do wouldn't now. know how to load a van. But yeah. this atlas stone was flying around on the back of the van, and we've hit this hill, and it's hit the back. Um, and then the back and um, back <laughs> of the van flipped in this out of These out of
0: are like one hundred and twenty yeah.
1: kilos. Luckily, it stopped at the side quite quite sharp. Like a baby. Imagine
0: you going up a hill.
1: Yeah, and that would be. I like was a, expecting a massive insurance. That claim.
0: would be like something from like a movie where there's like <laughs> this this. But like, every, uh, every
1: like, day was a movie. Like, like, like. Crash
0: Bandicoot, you know, like
1: the big <laughs> the big ball that's like going down the hill, like people are jumping over it. It's like, but every day was a movie. Remember when we were doing? Um, we used to do sessions on them little. What's them little hoverboards that used to go back and forwards? Oh, the segways. Yeah, <laughs> and we were brand new, the segways. They were brand new, yeah. like, that just came out.
0: And um, we were doing sessions on them. We were doing sessions on them, just that was keeping so a good.
1: straight face. Um, but yeah, <sighs> people loved it.
0: Those that going to. T- nothing makes me happier than going to a gym that's moving on or downsizing or closing down or whatever. Yeah. And just. It's like being at a car boot sale. Yeah, but, it's amazing. And you're just like, right, mate. Um, Oh, is that a leg press? Uh, I'll give you 200 quid for that and I'll take the day. The leg press is like two and a half grand yeah. and you're giving them 200 quid. Oh,
1: that's quid. exciting. You also feel, you feel like, because you also think of you in their shoes yeah, as well. Yeah, but
0: sometimes you're ready to move on. Sometimes Correct. you're ready to move. Some, you yeah. know, fitness industry isn't for everyone. Yeah. Sometimes they've had a good run. That same guy where he's now. He's doing
1: really well, Yeah, the way. The Perfect. Ones, yeah, Which so, one? The? the one with the calipers upstairs. Oh, the foot, yeah, fo- yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, no, he's doing really well. Doing Well, without his eyeballs, is he? Yeah, <laughs> We've yeah, got. Yeah, we got the sockets as well. I kept the sockets, <laughs> but um, no, fitness isn't for everyone. And some, I mean, you like had a big gym, didn't work like that's not what you wanted in the end. It's not a the bigger the gym doesn't mean the better the revenue, mm-hmm. and the bigger the business doesn't necessarily mean the better the revenue. Yeah. Usually, it just means big overheads when things go wrong lots could go wrong and sometimes having a bit of a smaller setup where you've got very low overheads you can have a very good relationship with all of the people some people like that better and it it suits them but um yeah so obviously you've been involved in um in a in a couple of fitness businesses and things like that i think one thing that always interested me was the the education stuff that you've done as well. Obviously you worked yeah. as a teacher and it didn't work out, but I mean, you've got a masters. Yeah,
1: you don't, you've got, You tell me I don't shout about this. Anymore. You've
0: got two, is it two masters? No. You've got a masters I've got and a, a, right. sports science degree, right.
1: PGC, and I've got a masters degree in public health, so. That's mad. Uh, and uh, level four master personal trainer as well. So I went and done my level four in obesity and yeah. uh, weight management as well, which that was, it was just as hard, some of that work.
0: No How degree? do you think that sets you apart from other personal trainers who the last education they did was their level three or anybody who just like, you know, gets the bare minimum and then just goes, I'm done with learning. I
1: had a feeling you were going to ask this question. So, so you, wrote, the way you wrote a reply, a um, response. So, so is that was written yeah. on the inside of your hands. Yeah, that's that I, like, I've got a few down. <laughs> <it>. Oh, no, <laughs> the tattoo. Right. Um, uh, basically, what, what I do think about that is I think the more education that you do, mm-hmm. it's not only the knowledge you're getting from that. But it's the hard work that mm. you put in towards that, and because of that hard work, it makes you a harder work, harder worker basically. Yeah. Um, and because of all the knowledge, it gives you a massive depth of knowledge. So whatever come, whatever you come across, like in the personal training world, you come across absolutely loads of different disabilities, mm-hmm. uh, people um, coming back from injuries, and you're ready for that. Yeah. Whereas if you haven't got that knowledge, you haven't got the qualifications. Um, it doesn't give you the depth and it it almost gives you imposter syndrome as mm-hmm. well um, That was massive in the NHS a lot of people have imposter syndrome where they're in mm-hmm. positions high positions And they don't feel like the they should be, be, be there. there Yeah, I think if you're doing the qualifications, you know that you deserve to be there and you yeah. should be there And it just gives you that little air of confidence and let like you say, I never talked about it There's a good friend of mine Mark Elliott he talks all the time about me. Shout about your qualifications, mm-hmm. shout about this. Um, because like you say, it does give you a little a little edge. Yeah. Um, especially in an in industry where it's very competitive now. There's a lot of personal trainers. I yeah. you know back in the day there wasn't many of us. When, um, when the first gym opened, it was a body transformation center. And you
0: probably know what a body transformation centre is now, but back then, there was one other. Yeah. There was one other personal training gym, yeah. Storm. Yeah. And there was one other body transformation center, Model Health. Yes. And there might have been Elite around about that time as well.
1: It was a little bit late, I think, but yeah.
0: So when when um, Pinnacle first opened, yeah. it was really new. Yeah. You know, there was... Fit. There was a gym where you paid 20 to 30 quid a month yeah. and you just walked in and there was weights and you could do whatever And then in those gyms there was personal trainers sometimes and then there was like your clubs So yeah. like your David Lloyd's yeah. and your DW's which isn't even a thing anymore where it was like a little bit more there was maybe a s- Classes yeah. and a, a swimming like a swimming pool stuff like that but there was nothing set up to kind of give personal training experiences yes. to people who couldn't necessarily pay personal training Absolutely. prices. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where you kind of cracked the, crack the
1: market. Well, I think exactly what you're saying. I think there was Storm, there was Model Health. Model Health were really, really popular. Well, they still are, mm-hmm. they're still smashing it, Kevin and the team. It um, had Storm, Storm was very one-to-one, very sort of mm. um, niche. They, they would look one, after one-to-one, like athletes, things yeah. like that. I've seen Model Health, as in They had decent sized numbers. I'm not gonna say they were overpopulated, Mm -hmm. um, but they had good numbers in the class. Yeah. And what I've seen is a bit of a gap in the middle. Yeah. I feel like
0: Storm was too dear for a lot of people. Obviously they backed their product. Yeah, Yeah, they they backed their product and obviously it worked for them because they got the clients that they wanted. But I feel like there was a lot of people who could have benefited from something that was in between those two, where it's like like semi-private training, where it's like, I can't really afford to pay those prices. But I need something a little bit more specialist, yeah.
1: and that's that's basically where where we sat. Here. Yeah. Uh, so what offered one to one, but it was very um, like sort of small mm-hmm. small group training, uh, really really personal side yeah. as well. Um, and like I said earlier, just making sure you look after um, someone that's got a bad back or someone coming back uh, they've just had a child, or and mm-hmm. making sure that you really home in yeah. on that individual and their needs within how, a small group.
0: How important to you then was the community that you built? Because yeah. if I thought about anything, it was about community.
1: I've always been a big believer and this comes back from the NHS. So when I worked for the NHS, we had to go into the community and reach and get people in, mm-hmm. whereas um, now people come and seek you for help. Yeah. We had to almost go into their homes and, and, and sort of pull them out of the community. Mm-hmm. So I got really good in me and, the team got really good at um, identifying champions. So identifying community champions within these um, sort of communities. So I was in Northumberland, so we'd have like two to three really good community champions in Blythe, yeah. two to three in Cramlington, uh, two to three in Bedleton. Right. And then from there, it was a case of getting these community champions yeah. Um, to spread the word this sounds like influencers before influencers Isn't doesn't it, it? yeah, yeah. It, was, it was fantastic and it really really worked for each um program that we were done um and basically i've just took that model yeah um and put that like micro influencer marketing so who are the people yeah. who have a bit of
0: a pull in that community yeah. and helping them so that they can spread the word but the, but the,
1: the community have got Gotta have empathy with this person. Yeah. So, um, like like you're you're liking it to influencers now. So you've got your micro influencers if you like. Um there's always a label for everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you've got your, your mass influencers. Now, a mass influencer take it to the other in the community. The like the normal community, like individuals might not be able to sort of have empathy with that person. Yeah, there's nothing they can relate to, isn't it? It's like Relation, when uh, Jamie yeah. Oliver yeah. trying to get people so,
0: to eat. Vegetables. Yeah. Kids just want to eat turkey Twizzlers. Exactly. So,
1: <laughs> so your micro influencer is that person's got more like sort of empathy <coughs> with that person, and yeah, and they can relate. That's a perfect word. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the model that we we look at.
0: Yeah. So um, really taking care of the people within the community, and then having them spread the message. And I mean. You guys have always done it really well, and you always put a big emphasis on this before and after pictures You know documenting people's journey before people were really doing that on social media You'd kind of seen that as a as a way of Showing people what they can achieve and what I always liked about what you guys did And this is still something that I help people with now when I'm helping PTs And when I'm helping anybody with marketing I think back to the times at the gym. I think you need to represent people so you need to have a certain level of I go onto your social media and I can see people who are representative of me because then I can relate to them and I can go that's somewhere I could go if they go I can go and I think you always did a really good job of that because you know it's really easy to document the people who get the really good results and it's really easy to document the people who are like they're coming in and they're fit and they're smashing it. I think you did a really good job of celebrating all success because success for some people could be going from 130 kilos to 120.
1: Yeah,
0: You know, success isn't always going from, you know, dad bod to ripped six pack abs. It's going from not being able to walk, you know, 200 steps Absolutely. up to a, up to the top of a temple Absolutely. on holiday. Yeah. To that was their goal, and, yeah. and we've done that. I remember the the box, and we used yeah, to do yeah, steps, yeah, yeah. and and I think that's good. Like championing that was yeah. definitely. I don't know if you do it intuitively.
1: I don't know if it's just it just comes naturally to you. Yeah. I feel like it might do. No, I, I, what I do is I look at um, all areas. Mm-hmm. So at the minute we've got something called uh, the Glute Camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of young girls in particular, some some lads as well. Um, Want bigger glutes. Yeah, it is what it, it it does what it says on the tin. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of influx of, of young girls on mm-hmm. that program. So I'm very aware that I don't want this gym to just all be about that. Yeah, I want to help. Like you say, people. Um, like well, we've got a trainer now. Um, so uh, Rob is disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in a wheelchair. He can walk a little. Um, but we wanted to really work on his upper strength and yeah really important to help people like that it's really important we've got a lot of women in the gym um, that are going through the menopause mm-hmm. huge um, subject at the minute we've got sports sports people in there so yeah. sports women sports men so it's really important and, I, and it is intuitive but i also look at each area and make sure that we're advertising something for everyone yeah yeah quality isn't it yeah it's it's making sure that you you don't want to go too heavy on one area you've got to yeah you've got to really make sure and you've got to get that across in marketing as well. so this
0: is where people mess up with marketing in my opinion and it's and it's difficult because you know it, it sounds like this would be the right thing to do when something works they just kind of try and flog that. That, So you'll see people have a little bit of success with something and then everything they do is that. Well, you don't know if something else could be working better, but also you kind of, you're exhausting that avenue. It's like, oh, that worked for me, but is that what you want to talk about? And you'll see this with PTs once they put like a, a female PT put a, a gym booty picture on mm-hmm. loads of likes yeah, yeah, yeah. a guy puts a video on of him training in the gym with his six pack out loads of likes and then he's going right that's what people want to see yeah so then I'm just gonna keep doing yeah. that I'm gonna keep pandering to that yeah. actually strip it back yeah you know out of those 500 likes that you got in that booty picture yeah. were 480 of them creepy yeah. guys
1: yeah yeah
0: do you know what I mean yeah. how did that work out for you yeah. you know are they your clients yeah. are they people that resonate are they the people that you're inspiring yeah and then if you start making content because you think it's what other people want to see yeah,
1: that's good
0: you're in a slippery slope
1: yeah absolutely and I think if you look at uh, maybe five years ago I, I think I fell in that trap a little bit uh, I was going for the mass influencers mm. and, the, and the likes and when you look at how many likes we got back then yeah um wow it was thousands mm-hmm. and put an amazing before and after picture on last night with a lovely um like sort of write up of this client maybe got 50 likes yeah do i care no like mm. because we're actually busier than what we were back then yeah and it's it's not really about likes it's about making sure you get the right story across yeah a lot of people read and look at these pictures and these stories and they just don't like it. that's fine do you know yeah I and mean? it's like. But it's being true to yourself, like you're saying, mm-hmm. and making sure that you, you you stick by your belief, your core beliefs, and yeah. getting that across. And then the rest will look after itself. Definitely. It's not falling in this um, this instant gratification um, where you're just doing things because you think that instant likes. And yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Um, so, what's next?
1: What's what next for, for you? The business. Yeah. Where do you see things that, going? Been, me and my wife's got a child, yes. um, six months old now. Uh, Dottie, best thing ever. Yeah. Um, so it's been a mad six months, I'll be honest. Um, I thought I was 100% ready, I was yeah. maybe 90% ready. Right. Um, so I've tried to just stable, stable stabilize the ship, Yeah. Um, just keep the, the ship sailing a little bit. Um, and my idea is after six months, I was gonna start then looking progression with yeah. the business. Um, I'll be honest with you, we're almost fully, well, we're fully booked in a lot of areas yeah. Yeah, since the start of February. Yeah. It's never been known. Um, we're 96% capacity in December. Yeah, here's Isn't a misconception. What's the busiest
0: month for a PT, for people coming on board?
1: The busiest month used to be January. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree with this. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it is, is now. now. We'll
0: say it on three. One, two, three, April. April. There
1: you are. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are now looking at summer holidays. Summer holidays, yeah.
0: yeah. I always found that. People are skinned in January. Yeah. Every PT thinks that they're gonna pot the end of the rainbow is gonna be January. But actually, yeah. as soon as March, April comes around. I've got another theory okay, why. What is it? I'll let you finish. I just think it's when people book their summer holidays. Yeah. They book their summer holidays and then they're going, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. I haven't really managed to get back yeah. into shape since then. What's
1: your theory? Everyone, everyone nowadays wants things now. Mm. Back in the day, people were like willing to put a little bit of time in yeah. and they were forward thinking and they were willing to sort of persist and be patient. Yeah. No one's like that now. So people used to start in January yeah. for May, June. Mm-hmm. People don't want that now. They want to leave at last minute and start with a month to go. Right. That's my theory now because I think um, everyone's changing slightly. People mm. want instant results. People want things now.
0: I also feel like there are some, a lot more people now who train more consistently yeah. year round. That's
1: a good so they're not,
0: they're not necessarily going through peaks and troughs. Yeah. And I think we were always good at having consistent people. Like the people used to like coming. So this is, this is something I'll say about us when we were training together, doing everything like that.
1: Are we in us now, yeah? Yeah we
0: were. Yeah. But we we are again now. <laughs> but I'm not doing that anymore, but I'm still <laughs> it's still us. But back in the day, I'll I'll be honest, I think there were technically better PTs than us. And there was people who technically focused more on some aspect of personal training yeah. that we didn't. You know, they would they would come in with like a full Periodic, uh, periodized plan yeah. that was going to take them through this stage and that stage and this stage and this development That development and yeah. this balancing and that balancing. However, I Don't think there was anybody who was as good at making people want to come back yeah. and enjoy the sessions and my theory is that That's all one well good. You might be 50% better than I was uh, putting together this f- seamless plan yeah. Okay but you could only keep them for 12 weeks because it was boring and after 12 weeks they would stop. So in 12 weeks you get 10 kilos off them, okay, for example. Now I'm only half as good, so after 12 weeks I've only got five off of them. However, they stay for a year because they enjoyed it, so actually, i'm getting them results in the long run i'm making it a habit they like coming to the sessions because it's good crack yeah. i get them in have a good time with them i care about what they're up to yeah. you were the same chatting with them bringing them in yeah, yeah, yeah. like you got to know that person yeah. and then in time they'd yeah. get better results then like a lot of personal trainers would focus too heavily on what they wanted yeah. what are you oh i want my clients to get a better yeah. Deadlift? Yeah. What is that, what?
1: Yeah. Sandra wants? Yeah. Do, you know totally. do you know what I mean? So there's a couple of elements to this. Yeah. Like, it's horses for courses. Mm-hmm. So uh, like, I've trained a couple <coughs> of cyclists randomly. Yeah. Uh, I've done full periodization plans for them. Got amazing results. Yeah. That is just one little area. That is mm-hmm. a real niche market. When you think 66% um, of the, uh, the UK is yeah. overweight or obese. That's mad. So really, is that where we need to be focusing? <laughs> yeah. It's it's about, like you say, about general fitness, and you could do a 12-week plan for someone. It's very strict, like you say, um, very, very strict. You're going for personal best literally every session. It's relentless. There's not much uh, humor in there. We're not talking much, we're just yeah. going for it. And you'll get results in 12 weeks. Now, there's another way of doing things, like you say, you put a little bit of humor in, you work hard, but it's, it, what you're doing is you're trying to get people to do, to take a different way of life. Yeah, it's a sustainable journey that you can keep up over time. It's not boring. It's not too too hard, too yeah. tough. And it's changing someone's life rather than changing them for t- twelve weeks. Yeah, changing their habits. There's other there's other gyms around. Um, I'll never name names on this, but there's other gyms around that go for a short-term fix, mm-hmm. and they get really good results. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a, there's a place in in the industry for this, but then there's no after care mm-hmm. for the, the, these clients. Yeah a lot of them end up putting on and they end up going back and it's, yeah. it's like this yeah so sort of weight watchers and they're sort of always psychic. like they're going to different gyms all yeah, the time yeah, yeah. people their clients Try are going to different gyms things, all yeah.
0: the time i mean what was the keyword what was the what was the r word your keyword for when we had that gym what was the word that you said to me every time Go on. if on. Began with an r you don't remember it <laughs> come, on. come on what's the r word i'm putting you on the spot, on the spot. what was it <laughs> what's better than a sale You
1: always used to say. Oh, come on, don't do this to me. Retention. Retention. Retention, that's what you used to say. Retention, retention, retention. It's better than a sale. So retention is fantastic for keeping your business going. Obviously, first of all, it's important, but if you do a really good job, it's really important to keep your business on. That's gotta be number one. Yeah. Um, And through by doing the right things and retaining and getting people on a great journey where they're changing their way of life. Better results. Yeah. And by retaining someone like our average stay at our gym is around two years that's wild it's crazy that's so good. we've got our train some personal training clients that I've had for 10 years mm. now now they've been through hip replacements knee replacements yeah um some bereavement um so they have been up and down for 10 years so yeah are, well you know the particular car yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so the time crash match yeah yeah so, the the crash so yeah mat so, so it Retention is huge. Yeah. If we just take this away from the human side, of that I'm always talking about human um, and really looking after people. Let's yeah. just look at a business model. Um, it's really, really important that you stop the leak in the boat first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no point in just trying to get a bucket and just throw the water out because yeah. that leak is still coming in. Yeah. So you're still losing your clients. You've got to you've got to think about why you're losing your clients. Stop that. Then you'll retain then your boat's nice and dry, yeah. you know, then there's no leak. Yeah. And then you can take the water out, and then you, you, you've you got a lovely boat. Plain sailing. Lovely boat. Plain sailing, like that. Yeah. That was my punchline, There, I was just about to come in with that. You, uh, you, nice. you said lovely boat. <laughs> you you weren't were, were going anywhere near plain sailing. <laughs> <laughs> so you helped us out. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, um, I mean, the approach that you've had, it's stayed pretty consistent, and I think that That's a credit to you as well, that you've managed to stick with it and build something really good. And I can see now that it's the best it's ever been. And it's just good to see, really. It's just good to see. Why don't
1: you think it's the best it's ever been?
0: I think it's the best it's ever been because I think that you're genuinely happy doing it. And that comes across. You've got a great team.
1: Yeah.
0: You know... You've picked people that have been clients. I think that's important. You know, rather than go out there and get the the next best PT who's just coming in, you've went and found your own clients, nurtured them them into trainers. They know your um, ethos. They know the way that you do things. You've packaged this thing together. You've got a nice space and a good area, and you've got a good system going. You know, it's a membership-based system where you've got People coming in, you know what's coming in. Personal training, when you're just doing sessions, it can be difficult. You've got to be able to cash flow well. You know, people will be paying for 10 sessions, 15 sessions, 20 sessions in one. Then you've got to balance that out. The worst thing you can do as a personal trainer, anybody who's self-employed, you might get 1,500 pound that day because four clients might pay. Yeah. You didn't make 1,500 pound that day. Yeah, you yeah. made 1,500 pound over the next yeah. four weeks.
1: You like Chelsea contracts at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, over the next <laughs> 10 years. That's ludicrous, by the way. Yeah. The yeah. Chelsea contracts yeah. is absolutely ludicrous. They're found out already. They're gonna, get a, they're gonna get, does Financial Fair Play not have a calculator? Uh,
1: I think, I don't know. Do
0: you, <laughs> I can't, can't yeah. or oh, Man City, is, is anything actually gonna happen to them?
1: I, I think it's the, uh, the revenue that comes in it's how much goes out as wages. You were saying
0: like, what they make, they, they pull in what? In Newcastle,
1: uh, about 95% of revenue that comes in goes on wages. Wages. Man City is around 50%.
0: But Man City's sponsors are fake. you not seen that? That they haven't even, it hasn't been sponsorship money. They've
1: just been funneling like oil money in. Well, I think that's why that obviously, they came together and there was stricter rules when your castle were taken yeah. over. But that's probably went in our favor. Yeah. So, yeah, nobody can say anything about uh, Newcastle success.
0: 15-point deduction. Do you reckon that's going to happen to see? That's what they say, 15 points. I would
1: like point. to say that rather than them coming out of the league. I yeah. think you take Man City out of the league and the premiership's weaker. <sighs> yeah. Um, they're a huge, obviously, one, probably the best, biggest club in the world, alongside Real Madrid, Barca. Yeah, and not so a histi-
0: obviously, like,
1: not history, but yeah, but... At
0: the moment, um, yeah, I think mean, we don't have any fans, fan. yeah. so do you have to have fans to be a big club or not?
1: Because <laughs> if they,
0: they've got about as many fans as Akron <laughs> Stanley, I think, they're empty hard. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be hard to get tickets if they were in the Carabao Cup final. <laughs> we could probably go as say fans. But um, yeah, yeah, it would be, I'd like to beat them yeah. to a Champions League. Yeah. I'd like Newcastle to win a Champions League before they do. I'd like I their know. man PSG to never win one.
1: I think we're miles off, and I think fair play now. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of years. Yeah, I don't know if I'll see it. You might.
0: I think what a Champions League final! How long do
1: you think you've got left? The Premier League's only 20 years
0: old or something.
1: Fair.
0: Yeah, no, I think you might see one, there From your from your nursing home, I'll come and watch it with you at your nursing home. Thanks, mate. I appreciate. Yeah, that. as you try and tell me that the nurses are trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, James. <laughs> Newcastle, you remember we're the went good off old days? There, like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what were we saying, that um, something about contracts, you know that you've got... It's oh, the, the
1: steady revenue, isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah and if, yeah, you think that you've made a lot of money and yeah. it, you, you don't cash flow it well, yeah. and, you know, and then that's when False the economy. slippery slope start, yeah. when it's like, don't quite have enough of my bills this month, so yeah. actually... It's yeah. um it's Tuesday, so it's it's Deal Tuesday. So yeah. you get a deal for PT
1: yeah. if you come in now and then having that kind of recurring income, yeah. um but yeah. But it's a commitment from their side as well, though, Alex. So it's not just a good income and steady income mm-hmm. for the gym. It's yeah. also a commitment. Yes. And you know when you're committed to something, you're paying for something, you're more likely to use that, obviously. Oh, 100 percent. Even with we do a lot of people say why 10 sessions? Why do I have to commit to 10 PT sessions? Mm-hmm. Can I not pay as I go? You know yourself, you've you got to, to commit. commit. to, you've yourself. Got to make, like, Yeah, It's a financial commitment for your future really. Yeah. Um, a lot of people would do the one session, they'd be absolutely knackered and they'd be like that was a bit tough, I'm not going to go back. Whereas if you committed, you've got nine more sessions, you're not going to waste the money, by session three, four you're hooked. Yeah. By session five, you're seeing results. By session six, seven, your friends are seeing results. By session eight, nine, and 10, bang, you're ready. And I want another 10 that You're days. loving it.
0: And I think as well, one of the, my biggest advice to anybody who's gonna get in on their own fitness journey, no matter what it does, whether it's hiring a coach, go and make a financial commitment. Yeah. You know, it, When I want to get back on a big push, yeah. I go to Holland and Barrett in yeah. person and I buy creatine yeah. and a pre-workout yeah. and a new shaker cup and BCAs yeah. and I buy them all and I put them in yeah. that little brown bag and I tell the woman that I don't have a Holland Barrett card and that I don't <laughs> want one, okay, because I've not bothered about the points. So if anybody's watching from Holland Barrett, don't want one, <laughs> every time they ask me. And I'm putting them in my gym bag and yeah. I'm going, right, I want to use them. Yeah. Or I'm buying like a new top for the gym and I'm like, right, I want to use that because I've made a financial commitment and I'm going to go and I'm going to take that creatine and I'm going to get big.
1: And this is why
0: (laughs) you went (laughs) off. Um, I
1: thought you were going to take your top off. I was going to take my top off, yeah. Um, And this is why it's it's really important to commit to something, like you say, committing to like the bundle, Mm -hmm. committing to something. And that's why every service we do is personal trainer-led. Mm-hmm. You can't just waltz in Yes, place. But yes. And this is really important as well because there's a reason why we talked earlier about 66% are overweight mm-hmm. or obese in the UK. There's a reason why, and it's because people struggle for whatever reason, there's a multitude of reasons, people struggle with self-motivation. Yeah. Therefore, People like these budget gyms and stuff, they yeah. rely on 80, 90% of the members not to turn out, yeah, Paying and never going. Not to turn out. That's how they make so much money. Whereas with our place, we are pushing, pushing, yeah. pushing for accountability. Yeah, um, that's the word. We have we a have meeting every two weeks and we discuss every client. It sounds unbelievable. We've got about a hundred clients and the team, this sounds crazy, mm. the team talk about every individual client, a hundred clients, it takes for two hours, and we do it every two weeks. And this sounds far-fetched, and people will be thinking, oh, wait, I. we do. We talk mm-hmm. about every client, we talk about what their needs are, we swiftly move on with some because some people are in the zone, but we talk about any, every individual, and we, uh, we text and message those that are in need of more support. Mm-hmm. And it's all about accountability. It's yeah. Keeping people in accountability um, and keep, keeping people on track. Yeah. And I think that's
0: what people don't realise when when you're paying for a personal trainer or a professional like that, actually, you're paying to outsource yeah. motivation. Yes. Because motivation goes in peaks and troughs. Yeah. You know, what? Eventually, you can have discipline. Discipline comes after a long time. Discipline's better than motivation because yeah. discipline is just committing to actions. Yeah. I drink a liter of warm water every morning yeah. without even thinking about it. Yeah. I don't think about it, it's it's, it's ingrained, it's discipline, because mm-hmm. I know that it's what I need to do. I train at 6.15, yeah. my training partner will actually tell you that it's 6.30, that I yeah. get there every single day. <laughs> but I should be there for 6.15, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. So, so I, I train can... at 6.30 every day, because it's discipline. I don't yeah. have the motivation to do it, yeah. always. Yeah. Sometimes I think, fuck this, yeah. but I've got the discipline. I'll come I swear yeah you can Should do yeah like you can start. do whatever you want, mate we'll yeah yeah again. no, just start swearing from now, get oh, them in, man. yeah, you can <laughs> you can swear on YouTube, I said it so that it's like not for kids, <laughs> so yeah, you can swear um, yeah Sorry, no, no, it's fine, just um so where the fuck were we? <laughs> um no, so yeah, so discipline is going to help you yeah. get there, but sometimes you don't have that yet, yeah. so you're outsourcing that accountability yeah. to a fitness professional yeah. who's saying right. You're busy, yeah. you're uh, whatever your job is, that's yeah. your job. Yeah, yeah. It's my job to make sure that we look yeah. after your body. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you can afford to, you should do that in other areas of your life. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing to do. Yeah. Outsource different elements of your life to professionals. Yeah. You know, outsource your learning to somebody. Yeah. Help them yeah. keep you accountable because Absolutely. that's one of the best things you can do. So I love catching up with people. Yeah. Like, this is a form of accountability for me because I know what you're up to. Yeah we have these conversations you give me good advice i hopefully give you some good advice when yeah. we talk and you know i'll leave it going you know you know when you've been half-assing something or you know when you've been doing something you know it's not quite right yeah. and it just takes you to go hey yeah you should be doing this really yeah, yeah. and then it you know it
1: gives you that kick at the arse it could that be you need the smallest thing as well mm-hmm. and that just triggers you yeah um, but yeah i think going, on just touching one and elaborating, if you don't mind. Yeah, Um, yeah, of course. I think when clients come into the gym as well, they've tried this, they've tried that, they've tried this, this failed, this worked for a little while, Mm -hmm. then failed, this worked a touch, then failed, this worked for a long time, but it failed. Mm -hmm. There's all these failures and it's like, it's almost like when they come to us, it's like, right, I'm gonna try something else. Mm -hmm. I'm probably gonna fail. Yeah. So it's really, really important to to put small, medium, long term targets in there. Yeah. And I know it goes to the business smart targets and yeah, all this, yeah. But it's really important. Yeah. Like these a smart target is put in place and it's a huge business model for a reason, obviously. Yeah. And what we do is we and I can't remember I don't know if you can remember this ten years ago. I said, right, Alex, when you get a person in and you're interviewing them for the first time and you're talking to them ask them why they want to change and what makes that person tick.
0: Mm.
1: And by getting that individual's uh, target goals, it's everyone wants to lose fat and add muscle, by the Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. But you can't just do the same plan for everyone because they want to do it for this reason, this happened to them, this was an unfortunate event, and it's getting to the bottom of all of these and working around that, and then that's when you start setting your targets. So give them a seven-day target just seven days, all right? This is what I do, I give them a seven-day target, and I say to people, I'm telling you, if you don't really hit this seven-day target, this is the most motivated you will ever be. You've paid me a lot of money to be here, good money that you've earned. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you a short-term target. If I'll be honest with you, if you don't do very well in these seven days, yeah. you're gonna struggle. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no pressure, and I'm like, yeah, you need this pressure for these seven yeah. days that gets them through the door. Mm-hmm. Seven day target, and that's straight away they've hit the target bang! Yeah, I would say 99% hit that first target, it's achievable. Yeah, and then it's about setting the second target, the third, and it's always given a little. It's, it's gotta, gotta be, be achievable,
0: Yeah, a huge thing. And this is the thing people will, if you leave that to other people, they'll change the goalposts in their head. Absolutely. So they'll be like, oh, I'll just do this, or I'll just do yeah, that. Yeah. Whereas if you can be that
1: person that's saying, no, you need to do this,
0: yeah. then that's what really helps. But this
1: is training as well. You, you were talking about training at the start and um, what puts you apart from like others, oh, I've been going into, when I was in the NHS, I used to go into homes, and I used to have horrible conversations. Bear in mind, they hadn't paid me for my, I had went into these homes. Yeah, unannounced. Yeah, the doctors and and other um, people had said, look, I need you to work with this family, they need to lose weight. This family didn't want to lose weight. Yeah. So they're sending me in, and that sort of experience, the qualifications I've done, these really set you up for, like I said, different scenarios, and I can have horrible, horrible, uncomfortable conversations with clients in front like that, mm. and I can almost like have an argument with them or yeah. like a constructive one, mm-hmm. and by the end they're shocked, but by the end, they leave and they're like yeah I'm, yeah I'm, I'm I'm talking shit to myself i yeah. need to do this, yeah he's right, he can see through it yeah and I uh, know that james i'm
0: not gonna sure. i'm gonna just before we start um I've got a really slow metabolism, so yeah. we won't lose any weight, really.
1: But it's not their fault as no, well, because of, of all the not. myths out there. No, and, of
0: course not. Um, a lot of stuff out there is designed to trip people up. It's people as well. Like, yeah, well, it's designed to trip people up as yeah. well. It's, oh, it's, you know, oh, it's this, so buy our product. Or you've Oh, you've had a nightmare here. You've been yeah. eating carbs this whole time. What you yeah, should be yeah, doing yeah. is eating these uh, carb-free bars yeah. that we somehow, like, make. Yeah. And that's what you should be eating, have this. But yeah. Right, mate. Is there anything else that you'd like to touch on, or should we should we wrap that up and we'll do another one? I think, so, eh? I think we'll wrap that up yeah. and then we'll do another one. Are
1: you happy with
0: that? I'm definitely happy. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, this, this has been a long time one. coming. This is part one. Yeah. Yeah. Part Great. one. It's
1: been a pleasure, mate. Yeah. Likewise.